to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I am Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by our patrons who are supporting us on Patreon, like Patricia and Maddie. Thanks, Patricia and Maddie. Oh, yay. Um, become a patron for as little as a dollar a month by going to justonemorepodcast.com and clicking Become a Patron. Thanks, patrons. You're the best. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It means the world to us, and I'll give you big hugs in person when we, I see you or meet you. Listen to this segue. We need you. Our topic today is knees. Oh, Joanna. Oh, boy. So good. Uh, or is it? Is horror, is it? Um, but yes, the topic today is knees, and we're talking about this topic because when we did a podcast about quads, Daphne was like, go back to our knee episode, and I was like, what knee episode? <laughs> I know, and I think I was actually referring to either our sprains and strains episode, in which I talk about tendons and ligaments, or probably one of our injury prevention and injury treatment episodes, which to date, those are some of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. I mean, all my all the episodes are my favorite. I love all my children equally. <laughs> um, and then I was, and then you said that, and I was like, oh, you're right. So we but totally was, haven't done a knee episode. You found a hole in the just one more canon. So today we are talking about knees. Um, and I'm excited to talk about knees because I feel like knees are maybe second only to backs in mm. terms of things that people have problems with, especially as they get older. Um, when you're talking to people who are like over 35 about why they don't exercise, a lot of people will tell you either like my back is messed up or my knees are messed up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's good to talk about the knees so that people who are younger can take good care of them, and so that people who are older can take good care of them, mm -hmm. and so that people who have problems with their knees can get a better understanding of what's going on and uh, and maybe see a way forward. Um, so let's start with what is the <laughs> knee? The knee is this knob that connects my parts of legs, right? It's a knob. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, and one of the reasons why this episode is extremely important um, to me is because as a runner, having healthy knees is really critical. And as a human, having healthy knees is critical. And I went through a really crazy knee experience many, many years ago. Uh, and I'm so happy that I can say it was many, many years ago. Because at the time when it's happening, you think it's the end of the world and <laughs> life will never be, be that the way same. forever. Yeah. And um, I oftentimes, in, or the majority of the time, before I teach any class, I always screen for injuries. And this is not just with personal training, but with group fitness as well. And the first thing, whenever someone does have an issue, I would say top, top two. Daphne's top two issues of all time. Top two issues, it's always knees. Knees, and then someone will, and then underneath that, then the category goes into, um, like, lower back. And then sometimes uh, ankles, mm. that's a thing. And then it gets into, like, wrists and shoulders mm -hmm. in terms of what I hear the most as an instructor when people are telling me what injuries they have. It's always knees, first mm -hmm. thing. And then people will always say things like, oh, um, it's my knees. And then I always do ask them, uh, well, where in your knee do you feel the pain? 
because oftentimes that will tell me right away what it is. I can right. be able to diagnose it pretty quick. Uh, maybe diagnose is not the best word since I'm not a You're doctor. You're able to take an educated guess. I'm able to figure out as a personal trainer what symptom or what the issue is pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, like if they say the pain's on, oh, it's the outside of my knee or oh, the pain's in, the pain's in the front of my knee. And then immediately they say, so I can't jump. Or they'll say, oh, so I can't squat. And I say, totally, gotcha. Like, I modify for people of all, for everything. I modify for any type of body issue. And then I also think to myself, okay, I'm going to get them jumping and squatting. Because if I can get them doing it correctly, they're not feeling it in their knees at all. If they're doing it correctly, if I, the trainer, if I, the instructor, I'm able to cue them so effectively that they're doing squats perfectly, their knee's fine. Their knee will be fine. Their knee shouldn't be feeling anything. And um, in terms of the jumping, um, doing things like jumping jacks, doing things like high knees, butt kickers. Those like, butt kickers. You know, those like Good little... Enunciation. Thank you. Thank you. You know, working on my my uh, enunciation and <laughs> being able to speak eloquently on our fabulous podcast doing those cardiovascular moves somehow Joanna every single time in the past five years that I've been teaching group fitness everyone who comes in and says to me I can't squat I can't lunge and I'm, I can't jump because of my knees and my first thought is well why did you sign up for this class <laughs> no. right <laughs> no I mean and that's just like kind of in jest mm-hmm. but then I always every single time I'm able to get them to squat and lunge and do at least some high knees or jogging in place and butt kickers. And I will tell you why. It's because when you are doing things correctly, you are able to actually recruit the muscles and not the joint. That being said, I'm about to break down the science for you. And when you said we were doing a knee episode, I was like, great, I know so much about this. So <laughs> I'm really excited to drop some knowledge bombs. Knee on knowledge. You All right, so. What do we need to know? What do we need to know about the human knee? Okay, first and foremost, the human knee, it's a joint. What is a joint, you ask? Well, think the word joint has the word join in it. So And a T. And a T. <laughs> they had to add the T just to make it different than the word join. A joint is when in the body of a human or a mammal, it's the structure at which two parts of the skeleton are fitted together. That's all it is. Because oftentimes you hear people saying things like, oh, my joints, my joints, but you don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who are you, you just, hanging like, out with? Like, I know. We're, we're like, <laughs> Oldie yeah. foldies on the Upper yeah, East Side. Yeah. My joints, my joints. Yeah, or, gosh, or anyone in the personal, or any, any person I train. You know, people we think we know, we throw out these terms a lot but we do not know exactly what they are. Like we throw around the terms joints, ligaments, ligaments, tendons all the time. And um, I know I've broken that down for you so many times, so I'm excited to break things down even more for you guys today. So the knee is one of the largest and most complex joints in the entire body. The two bones that the knee joint is connecting together, and I'm gonna do a real good job of like describing this on a visual standpoint for you guys, but of, of course in the show notes we will always have some images for you. The knee joint joins the thigh bone, your, your femur, to the shin bone, which is called the tibia. 
So it's connecting those two things. And then we have a smaller bone that runs along the outside of the tibia. So if you take your hand and you kind of like run it down the side of your like lower leg. Like the outside of my yeah. lower leg. Uh, yes, like the outside of your, like the side of your lower leg. That's your fibula. So we have, so far we have your femur, which is your, we can all get our femurs. <laughs> so this is your thigh bone. Your shin bone is your tibia. And then your fibula is, oh, sorry. And then the, the fibula is the bone that runs along the outside of the tibia. So that's the outside of your lower leg. And then the last one is, it's four. This is number four. It's your patella. And this is the bone that is your kneecap. Ah. So that's a bone. Cool. I know. We always think about how, we always think about how the, uh, like we know we have a femur, we know we have a tibia, or we just know we have like a thigh bone, and we mm-hmm. know that we have like a lower leg bone, mm-hmm. but the patella is that fourth bone in there, and if you kind of knock on your knee, that is, that is your patella right there. So that is the anatomy first from a bone standpoint. So we have your femur, your tibia, and your fibula, and then your patella. So those are the bones of the knee, and those, um, and the knee joint keeps these bones in place. So the patella is a little, it's, it's like the shape of a triangle that sits right at the front of your knee. Okay, so that's the bones. The names of the bones in the knee also sound like they could be the names of, like, four witches in, like, a wizard book. Don't they? Like, let me call Fibula. (laughs) Come with me, femur. You know, I actually think that'd be a really great way to, like, teach kids about anatomy. Yeah, you could have, like, Patella would be, like, a short squat little witch, and then um, the femur would be, like, a long Joanna, have you ever considered... (laughs) children's storybook writing. I have. Because I actually think that you'd be quite... No one steal this idea. Quite fantastic at it. So, (laughs) yeah, no one can take this idea. So, the next thing, we have our cartilage. So, there are two types of cartilage in the knee. You have your meniscus, and we have our articular cartilage. So the meniscus, that's another word we hear a lot. Yeah, there are words usually we hear in the context of torn. Totally. We hear the term meniscus a lot. We hear ACL a lot. We hear, um, that's pretty much, the, I feel like those <laughs> are the two that we hear. I feel like we don't even hear patella that much. But, um, okay, poor so you're, patella. You're, poor patella. The meniscus are two crescent-shaped discs that act as cushions or shock absorbers so that the bones of the knee can move through their range of motion without rubbing really, like, directly against each other. Mm-hmm. Like so, bone padding. Yeah, bone padding. They also have nerves that help improve balance and stability and ensure that the, the weight distribution between the femur and the tibia are, are distributed evenly. So the knee has two menisci, and you have your medial one and you have your lateral one. Medial means on the inside inside and outside. Exactly. So if you guys listen back to our quad episode, like your medial quad is on the inside of your leg and your lateral quad is on the outside of your quad or your thigh. Um, So medial always means on the inside, so your inner thighs, lateral is always on the outside. And then the second type of of cartilage we have is our articular cartilage, which is found on the femur and the top of the tibia and the back of the patella, it's this thin, shiny layer of cartilage 
which acts as a shock absorber and helps bones move move just very smoothly over one another. So this cartilage, the, the, the meniscus, uh, it's a very critical part of the knee and does it, does it get injured? It does, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit. So from a description standpoint, if everything, I like to like have everyone visualize everything. So if you are visualizing your shin bone and your thigh bone are kind of like right on top of each other, mm-hmm. imagine two little squishy C-shaped discs in between those two bones. Okay. And that is what prevents the bones from just grinding bone on bone. That Does sounds that really sense? bad and sounds like um, the there's a lot riding on those totally. C-shaped yeah. cartilages. So like put your hands, make fists. Okay, everyone make fists. And then put your fists together and just kind of like... Just push like them against push each them other. against each other. You feel it's bone on bone, right? Mm-hmm. So the meniscus is the squishy part that prevents that from being the case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's the meniscus. Okay. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about, ligaments. Ligaments. Okay. What are ligaments? Quick recap. In the world of the human body, ligaments connect bone to bone. Tendons connect bone to muscle. So no, those words are not interchangeable. They are not intercha- interchangeable at all. I always like to think of, if, if people need a visual, I always think of like your, your fingers. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just ligaments in between each of your finger joints. I really okay. like imagining all of our listeners across the world, like all looking down at their hands at the same I time. Know, right? I love it <laughs> too. Wiggling their fingers. I hope everyone's doing that. I hope so too. Alrighty, so... Our ligaments, they are tough and they are fibrous tissues. They act like strong ropes that connect bones to other bones, preventing too much motion and then promoting stability. Within the knee, we have our ACL, which is called the anterior cruciate ligament. What this does, it prevents your femur bone from sliding backwards from your tibia or the shin bone and the tibia from sliding forwards from the femur bone. And then we have your PCL which is your posterior cruciate ligament. I bet that's in the back. It's in the back. Yes. Exactly. Nailed it. it. Thanks. Good job. Greek and Latin. Yay. I know. Posterior, anterior, all this wonderful stuff. Prevents This one prevents the, the femur bone from sliding forward on the tibia or the tibia sliding backwards from the femur. And then we have your MCL. It prevents side-to-side movement of the femur. MCL stands for medial collateral ligament. The LCL is lateral collateral ligament. Both of these prevent side-to-side movement of the femur. Just like we have the medial and the lateral cartilage, right? Exactly. From an image or from a visualization standpoint, here's what I want. I want everyone to visualize this now. Everyone, you have your femur bone. You have your tibia bone. So the femur bone, once again, is that like big thigh bone and your tibia is your shin bone. So now imagine, okay, so now you have your hands in your fists. Put the hands in your fists together and now kind of separate your hands a little bit. 
So there's that imaginary meniscus squishiness going on. Like we're holding two halves of a donut between our fists. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. As I always do. Two halves of a donut. It's the best way to live life. <laughs> the ligaments are connecting the bone to the bone. It is as if you have two ropey things, two ropes, connecting the bottom of the femur bone to the top of the tibia bone, but they're going in an X. So, like, they Mm. crisscross each other. Mm -hmm. That's your ACL and that's your PCL. And And then the MCL and the LCL, or your medial and collateral ligaments, are on the sides, insides and outsides of your knee bones. So these ligaments are on the medial side and the lateral side one of your one of your the, the LCL connects from the outside of your femur to the outside of your fibula which is that little shin bone like the outside of your lower mm-hmm. leg and then the MCL connects from the inside of your femur to or sorry yeah connects from the inside of your femur and just goes right to the inside of your tibia so we're really like if everything's working correctly we're pretty fine. well connected in oh there my God. yeah we've got like like it sounds like when I'm trying to like when I helped my husband move a mattress and we had to like tie it to the top of the car, you do like around the sides and then you like do crosswise so it doesn't slip out. Totally. Like it's our, exactly it. Our body is like, you know, holding things yeah. in place. Yeah. So knees are actually like not as like we, it's pretty basic. Like I just broke it down. It's, it's not that complicated, but and it's also got a lot going on to stabilize it. Like it has so much going on. It's to not stabilize like it. knees are um, like a badly designed part of the human body, and that's why we're always injuring them. Yeah, totally. They're actually like pretty well designed. They're good job. They're evolution. phenomenally designed. We just happen to use them a lot. And I'm just going to affirm and promise all you listeners out there: if you know how to take care of your knees, you can live a life completely pain free, like completely knee pain free. Um, it's almost as if society has deemed it like, oh, the knees, it's just the part that aches on everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, where did that come from? You know? So, well, in terms of the tendons, uh, the tendons, the, the largest tendon as a part of this, like, knee joint anatomy situation is the patellar tendon, which covers the kneecap and runs up the thigh and attaches to the quadriceps. So that is the tendon that is involved with this whole scenario, mm-hmm. okay? So once again, the t- tendons connect bone to muscle, and the patella tendon goes over your patella kneecap bone, and it connects to your quad muscle. Cool. And then, then we have muscles that are not technically part of the knee, but we have hamstrings and quads, or hamstrings are the backs of the thighs and quads are the fronts of your thighs, and those help for us to straighten and bend the knee joint and help to bend and flex the knee. So the quadricep is what we use to straighten the knee, and the hamstrings are able to bend the knee. And then um, the glute muscles, glutes and hips, are important for stabilizing and positioning the knee. So that's in a very long nutshell (laughs) and a very long nutshell that is exactly what the knee is made of it's actually a little bit more simple than we thought and I know everyone now probably wants to talk about well 
my knee hurts and like what are some com- or I feel this discomfort in my knee and how do I treat it so that's that's next great yeah well yeah I mean hearing you describe it it really um in some ways the knee is sort of like the center of stuff that's going on in terms of lower body yeah not in terms of like you know lead with your knees but in terms of just like there's a lot of um muscular structures and tendons and things that are all going into stabilizing the knee making the knee move like the knee is sort of like the action center because that's where the movement can happen Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's interesting to think of um my lower body as sort of all leading to the knee one way or the other Mm -hmm. it's one of those um I, i would say it's the part of the body that when things are misaligned within the rest of your body you will feel it in your knees yeah, so yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. So why so, do we have so many busted knees? We have busted knees. I personally feel when things are weak in other areas of our bodies, when we have weakness in our core and weakness in our glutes, weakness in our thighs, weakness in our just all the parts of our of our lower body. I know what's happening when people are moving in day-to-day life they are then completely relying on just these on the joint on our poor little they're completely relying on this little cartilage and tendons and these small ligaments versus these huge muscles that we have like, our quad muscles are freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Our hamstrings and our butt muscles are freaking huge. Especially ours. Yeah. <laughs> I know mine, mine are. Like, mine I know are mine are, like, like, these drumsticks over here, mm-hmm. you know? So, we have two different... The way I like to view knee pain, we have two, two groups. You have something that's chronic that's been lasting a long time and it's just, like, overuse. Maybe you've been running a long time. Like, you always hear the term, or... Just, I feel like I always hear the term, I have weak knees. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't like, know. Like, people say that, and I don't think they know what that means. Right. It, it doesn't mean anything. Someone told them that sometime. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It actually doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, wait. Because a mean, knee's not a muscle, so right, how could right, it right. be weak? So what does that mean? It mm-hmm. means, it could mean they, it could mean that they have weak muscles surrounding their kneecaps. Maybe they have some tendinitis in that patellar tendon. Maybe their meniscus is torn and they don't know it. Maybe they feel, you know, like there's so many different things that could be going on. So the thing is, what I want to really reiterate is that knee pain does not stem from weakness in the knees. Knee pain stems from weakness in other areas of the body and us relying a little bit too much on the knee for movement. I mean, in some ways, it's really similar to what we talked about in our episode about backs and back pain, mm-hmm. which is it's not it's often not that something is actually wrong in your back. It's often that you have weak abdominal muscles, and so you're using your back muscles for a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be used for, and so then that makes them hurt. You literally just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, you completely hit the nail on the head. Oftentimes when we feel pain in our body, when we feel pain in what we consider a joint, or when we feel pain in... Uh, what's like an arbitrary, oh, like, oh, I have a lower back pain. Uh, the chances are it's stemming from something, that, and the issue is not the actual area itself. Mm-hmm. That area is just absorbing 
a lot of maybe impact. And our so. knees are something we can't avoid using even if we lead a pretty sedentary lifestyle mm-hmm. because we have to walk from our couch to our car or from our car to our desk. Um, and uh, so if we aren't building up any of the other structures that support the knee, like our muscles, um, we're still using the knees. Mm-hmm. And so then um, you're depending on that joint to hold like all of your weight basically and all of the impact of everything you do um so even if we're not runners or dancers and using our knees that way we're still using it in the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. so and it's even and knee pain i would say is sometimes even greater for people who do lead sedentary lives because then if their muscles are so weak then when they are moving they are relying too much on their joints Mm -hmm. we have these beautiful things in our bodies called muscles and when we use them it's really awesome how little we feel in our joints well so we've talked about about some in like the common yeah i was gonna say what are the hardest like are there kinds of exercise that are particularly hard on your knees i'm gonna say no yeah bold yeah bold yeah very bold very bold because I will, I, I can tell you this, like I have worked with a lot of runners, lots of long distance runners. I know a lot of long distance runners, myself included, aside from my ACL injury, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But like, <laughs> Which was from soccer. That was not, not from running. running. Yeah, that was not from, <laughs> that was from a very different experience than running, you know, 13.1 miles. I'm going to say no. Like I, it's a bold statement. But I have, I've bared witness to it. I know people who, with proper knowledge and with the correct exercises, people of all ages. So this is not, it's not like, it's not like just young people, like whatever that means, you know, when I say mm-hmm. that. It does, I don't even know what I mean. It's, but it's, it's not like, oh, once you hit a certain age, like you should not run anymore. Um, I'm going to affirm, and this is gonna be a pretty bold statement, that in terms of the things that we do in day-to-day life, there is nothing I would say to not do for fear of aggravating your knees. That being said, if you do, if you have sustained some type of sprain in your knee or if you have hurt your knee, then yeah, of course you're gonna take your time off and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I personally feel and think, and a lot of other trainers and exercise scientists will agree with me that you should not hold your life back and you should not avoid day-to-day activities because your knees hurt. And then if your knees do hurt, you can totally take care of it. Well, let's talk um, prevention first. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have knee pain and I want to continue to not have knee pain, or if I'm a young person who's like, um, you know, really into sports or just doesn't want to have knee pain when I grow up. What are the things we can do that are the most protective for our knees? Okay. Joanna, do you remember when we were in musical theater school? Yes. We had a modern dance teacher who came yes. in and t- did subbed a few classes. Yes. And she had essentially no cartilage in her knees. Uh-huh. And would always talk about okay her name is elizabeth rojas she's amazing she is for alvin ailey famous and amazing very famous and i bumped into her at a wedding you did a few months ago she was a wedding guest amazing and her face lit up when i knew who she was (laughs) 
She was like, oh, she has this long black hair, and she's just... She's very glamorous. She's the most elegant, beautiful person. And thought person. we were garbage, which yeah. we were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you could see it on her face. She was like, I think this is <laughs> not worth my time. How has my life sunk to this yeah, yeah, level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, why am I subbing this class? <laughs> I'm a dancer for Ailey. Um, I remember she, she, had, she told us that she had nothing left in her knees. She had no cartilage, pretty much no ligaments, and she spent about an hour every single day strengthening all the muscles surrounding her kneecaps just so she could move. And she still danced. And still, like, and I remember being, like, 19 years old or 20, however old we were. <laughs> oh, no, age like, is terrible. What the heck? Like, <laughs> you have no knees? And uh, back then, I actually didn't know knee anatomy. Right. So I created this image in my head that she had just no knees. And it was just, like, big skin sacks just holding, <laughs> just, like, holding her bones together. And I was like, what? She's going to break. Like, I do not understand. But now whenever I'm, you know, teaching people all the exercises to, all the exercises to strengthen all the muscles surrounding their kneecaps, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like, I get it. You can exist without any cartilage. It sucks. (laughs) And like, it might hurt. She actually sustained an injury, I believe, that Mm -hmm. kind of hurt all of her cartilage. Um, But... Uh, but I know we can Google that. <laughs> but, but what you're saying so is that if I'm we do those exercises ahead of time, if a we can woman can still teach dance classes and dance professionally with nothing in her knees, I'm talking like I think all of her ligaments were severed. I think all of her, like I remember she said something and it just like sounded horrifying to me. Um, her cartilage is gone, ligaments are severed. Nothing's holding these bones together. Nothing besides skin and muscle. If she can do it, we can do it, you know? So um, that's always been in the back of my head. In terms of, well, talking preventative, we'll do, talk about some prevention, and then we'll talk about the, the types of exercise, or then we'll talk about, like, really common exercises, and then I want to talk about treatment. Because Great. in addition to exercises for treatment, there's also, like, some, some stuff, mm-hmm. like medical stuff, mm-hmm. you know, when we get into the world of, like, arthritis and whatnot. So, in terms of knee injury prevention, the exercises that I recommend, we think lateral, medial, posterior, anterior, if I just said all those terms and that made no sense to any of you guys, then you I basically, yeah, I basically mean front, back, left, and right. We want to strengthen the muscles all around your knee and all around your thigh. Everything begins and ends with the butt. It always does. Everything always does. So in terms of my favorite movements for preventing knee pain, uh, starting starting with like the most gentle leading up to like some more, some like bigger ones, glute bridges. So that's when you're lying on your back with your um, feet on the ground, feet on the ground bent. and your knees bent and then you're like lifting your pelvis up mm-hmm. into the air like flash dance style. Exactly. The second one is just leg lifts and that's just when you are lying down on your back. This is a super basic PT move. And you just straighten both legs and just keeping your quad totally locked with one leg in the air and down. It's going to strengthen your quad big time. Um, Another one is uh, hip lifts, side-lying hip lifts. You can literally lie down on your side, pretend like you're Jane Fonda from the 80s, and just do hip lifts. And and then another thing to do is, uh, I know I've talked about this machine before, most of us don't have access to this machine. It's that inner thigh machine mm-hmm. at the gym. They don't really exist that much. Like, remember, there was this, like, little 
infomercial exercise equipment thing. It was like get like thighs of steel, and it was just like yeah. a little triangle you put in between your was inner that thighs a thigh master? Your thigh master, yeah, and you squeeze your inner <laughs> thighs together. So great for a corrective restorative. So great to strengthen the medial side of your thighs to prevent knee pain. Is that going to completely sculpt your inner thighs? I mean, no. But, <laughs> like, you can't spot reduce anything. But doing things to strengthen your inner thighs is also very important. So what I like to do personally, I... Oh, and this is what I have you do. So I've had you, Joanna, use a Pilates ring. And then when I'm at home, I just use a squishy medicine ball doing my glute bridges, but squeezing a ball or squeezing the Pilates ring in between your inner thighs so that you're activating the insides of your thighs as well. It's real hard, you guys. I know, right? Not to um, scare you away because I've been doing it, but I was just telling Daphne earlier that she's had me doing this for months now, and it's still hard every time. It doesn't get easier. Isn't it crazy? Like, it's one of those exercises... Where I'm like, this is harder for me than a burpee. Well, it's because it's a thing. We do not squeeze our thighs together no, in yeah. any natural movement that we do. Yeah. Unless we're like an assassin, like we've talked about, like lady assassins who You're like decapitate to, like, people with their thighs. Totally. Yeah. And if that is your job, that's so cool. And we want to interview you for the podcast. <laughs> Will you be our next guest? <laughs> All right. So well, those, those are, are good like, starter exercises. Yeah, and then in the physical therapy world, there, there's a move called clamshells, and it's when you I've done have, that too. Mm-hmm, yeah, and, and those are really awesome for strengthening your hips. It's just when you lie down on your side with your knees kind of bent and you just open your knees and close them, open your knees and close them. Like a happy so, clam. Like a happy clam. And then kind of venturing into, I'm like going upwards in the scale of like degree of difficulty. What I just listed, these are all things you could literally do lying down. And then we venture into the world of like easier and like things you could do maybe at the gym, like on a machine, like extension and leg curl. We talked about those in our quad We talked episode. about those. The leg extension. These are machines where you pretty much just, like, sit on them. Mm-hmm. The leg extension is when you have your legs under you and you straighten them and then you bend them. You straighten them and you bend them. That's working your quad. The thing with the leg... Ex- no, that's the leg extension. Yeah. The leg curl is when you sit on a machine and you start with your legs straight, but then you have to bring your, like, bring the... The rolly, like, oh, I'm trying to describe this. You're, like, pushing backwards from the back of your ankles. And you're contracting or curling or squeezing your hamstrings. Those are great, too. And then that's going to lead into, if you can just do these exercises, do these exercises. Deadlifts, squats, lunges, lateral lunges. Just do those, if you can. Because those all work the same thing in a much more effective way. Everything that we've talked about harder. yeah, Yeah, in our, like, lower body muscle type uh, episodes, but making sure that you're getting from every side mm-hmm. so that you're not just yeah. strong in the front mm-hmm. or just strong in the back. Exactly. So having a balanced body means that when you do things, your knees will not be in pain. That being said, I totally, like when I work with runners or when people start um, doing cardio for the first time, I will hear people tell me like, oh, I ran 20 minutes and my knees feel achy. Totally understand. When that is the case, what generally has happened is a couple of things. The first thing is the, the the first thing is oftentimes when people say that their knees are feeling achy, 
most of the time it's just IT band stuff. Like, to be honest mm. with you. Like, they say that they feel this pain kind of on the outside of their kneecap. And I'm like, okay, it's... And people don't necessarily... Which is fine. That's why I'm here. Like, they don't know what the achiness is coming from. They just think they overdid it. And perhaps you did. Perhaps maybe you should have run maybe for 20 minutes instead of 30. Or, But it's fine. It's going to heal. Just give it some days to recover. When people say their knees are achy, generally what's happening is a couple things. The IT band is probably a little bit tight. The IT band is a connective tissue that runs along the outside of your knee. And it goes down... Or sorry, the outside of your hip and it runs down the side of your thigh and it goes down to the outside of your hip. No, it goes from the outside <laughs> of your hip down to the outside of your knee. Sorry. So, <laughs> like, so much anatomy. And so they are feeling the achiness of that. Or that patella tendon I was talking about, that patella tendon, it's just a little tendon. You know, it, it, it's probably a little swollen. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. In terms of the actual, like ligaments and the cartilage on the inside of the knee like in all honesty like that should be okay ligaments can get inflamed and they can get sprained if if, if a ligament is sprained you probably wouldn't have been able to run those 20 Mm -hmm. minutes to begin with to be honest with you and yeah maybe you already have like a meniscus issue or a ligament maybe is injured and maybe the achiness comes from there chances are if you do not have any of those issues. And it's hard to tell, too, because it's mm-hmm. not like you can just, like, do an X-ray or an, an MRI of your knee just to find out what's right. going on. Um, you know, <laughs> if you are if you really want to, you could, but they're not going to send you in for an MRI unless you have, like, a big issue. That's why the best thing to do is to just treat yourself, treat your knee, like, the best way you can treat it. Chances are this achy knee is just some, like, patella stuff, it's IT band stuff. And if your knee is achy, literally a little bit of ice can just kind of like take care of that for three days and then focus on strengthening. And then the next time you go for a run or cardio, do it properly so that when you are doing your run or cardio, think about using your muscles, engaging your muscles more. And then instead of when you're running, thinking down, 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 step, 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 think up, 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 like think um, you're lifting the whole time. So, and also uh, IT band is something that you've told me to foam roll. Yes, yes. So I will, yeah, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about foam rolling in a second. Sure. That's like a big, that's a very important part of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about some sprains and strains. So once again, strains are injuries to the ligament, the knee, as, as, you know, as easily as I broke it down with the anatomy it's still kind of complex in the sense that there's got some parts it's got some parts um the acl and the mcl so the acl and the mcl one is on the inside one is on the side or on the inside those are the ligaments that are most often injured and that happens during sports where there's twisting motions or rapid changes in um in direction or also incorrect landings from jumps and oftentimes people will hear maybe like a pop or a snap and then it gets really swollen the next thing is a meniscus tear so meniscal tears generally happen also during sports where there are lots of um, pivots but the thing is normal normal wear and tear can weaken the meniscus so once again going back to prevention 
And even if you're, say, you've been running for a long time and you do feel some knee achiness, like the bones are kind of like rubbing on top of each other, you can still run. Just focus on, take some time to just focus on strength training for a little bit. And then when you run correctly, even if your meniscus has already been kind of worn out a little bit, you should be okay. Um, And there are knee fractures and that can happen to the patella, that can happen to... Um, well, only the patella. Right, and it would then, have to be a bone. It would right? have to be the bone, mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's a very kind of uh, loose term called runner's knee, and it actually refers to several disorders, um, which or several knee injuries, uh, which could be tendonitis in that patella tendon. Uh, it could be... Um, uh, it could be IT band syndrome, like runner's knee is just like a combination of all those things. And then we go into this other world of osteoarthritis. Um, we go into this world of also cysts that develop in the knee. There's a thing called a Baker's cyst, which mm-hmm. is a collection of fluid in the back of the knee. Um, there's knee bursitis, which is pain and swelling and warmth in kind of like the joint of the knee and that comes from overuse and then you have like rheumatoid arthritis which is an autoimmune condition that causes arthritis in any joint and arthritis is just inflammation in the joints and kind of like a breakdown of the cartilage so with um, knee arthritis that cartilage that I was talking about it's when that starts to break down and then the space narrows in between the joints and then that's when you get that bone on bone action which is what we do not you make it sound cool but i think it's I know, not which is cool not what we want i think it's so, good this would be a good place to say um, that uh, as much as we say that a lot of people who are avoiding various kinds of exercise because of knee pain don't really need to be doing that if they were doing it if they're strength training and doing it with correct form, it should be fine. Yeah. Um, there are things that could be wrong with your knee where that's not going to be your solution. For yeah. example, like strength training is not going to cure your rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. So um, if you do have an ongoing problem and you've tried staying off it for a yeah, little still bit. still see your doctor um, for sure. Still definitely see your doctor because, you know, there are other things that could be going on. And same thing, like if your patella is fractured... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how strong your quads are. Like, yeah. your bone is broken. Yeah. If anything, I think this episode's really empowering because it makes the knee not seem so scary. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, it makes it seem not so weak. I mean, right? you did it's just like... name like 17 things that could be wrong with it. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you also offer a lot of hope. I do. I, I, <laughs> I am here to give hope and to offer empowerment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really it's knowledge is power isn't it yeah and I think it's also really empowering for someone who has identified as having bad knees quote-unquote weak knees that you hear that all the time I have bad knees I have weak knees okay well what does that mean like do you have a torn meniscus like or do you have a sprain is your patella inflamed Mm -hmm. or is your patella tendon inflamed do you just have weak muscles surrounding your kneecaps right so um it's my mission is to let people know who have just identified their whole lives as just, oh, I have achy knees, oh, I have weak knees, oh, I have bad knees. Uh, no, you don't. You might have an issue with the meniscus. Maybe your patella is inflamed. Maybe you have tendonitis um, in the patella. Maybe your IT band is a little bit um, tight. Or maybe any of those ligaments I talked about, maybe they're sprained. 
maybe they're sprained. Um, and then if that's the case, then you just need to do some of these exercises and you need to let the inflammation go down and strengthen all the muscles surrounding your kneecap and you'll be like totally good to go. Totally. So, yeah. So those are, those are some common knee injuries that I see a lot of, but also for someone who I think I am like living, breathing, I'm a living, breathing, like testament to like having the most traumatic knee injury and bouncing back. And I am just fine now. And if I can bounce back from having my knee literally cut into or literally severed, like my ACL ligament was severed. It's real it gross. Was you can hear about it in our injuries and prevention yeah, episodes. It was gone. Like the only thing holding my leg together was skin muscles and um the other three little ligaments that were like oh yeah I couldn't I couldn't my like and I know I've said this before and I will say it again it was as if the lower half of my leg was dangling gross Um, I couldn't do anything with it it was crazy I I know isn't it crazy it's like the worst thing ever if I was able to get that surgery taken care of to fix that because you have to when you have an ACL tear there's no option the ACL is um, it's not going to grow. Oh yeah, back. ligaments don't grow back. I should I should have said this first thing first thing first. Ligaments don't grow back. Um, I was if I was able to recover from that injury and then learn how to walk again and then get my whole body strengthened up to the point where my knee feels totally fine now. Like if you have a little bit of inflammation in your tendon, you can deal with it. Like, I can deal with it. Um, One thing I was going to say as I was listening to you is there can be so many different things that can be wrong with your knee, um, and it can be really frustrating to um, just have it sort of treated as, like, generalized knee pain, don't do anything with your knees. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone who can really help you figure out more precisely what's going on is a physical therapist. For Um, sure. Especially someone who specializes in assessment, um, because they're going to be able to... I know often when Daphne says, like, well, what part of you, what part of that thing that you're saying hurts is what's bothering you? Sometimes it's hard for me to pinpoint it because, mm-hmm. you know, once things get inflamed, it sort of all feels part of the same thing. Um, and a good physical therapist can run you through some assessments and can say, okay, based on these things that you can do, these things where you have um, range of motion problems, um, these things where you feel pain. Um, I think that this specifically is what's happening, and therefore these are some exercises you can do to um, help reduce that pain, reduce the swelling, reduce the inflammation, whatever it is. Um, So a PT is a good um, team member to get on board in this situation. Absolutely. Yeah, if you are feeling knee pain, I, I mean, we had my amazing physical therapist on here, and Joanna, you and I know incredible physical therapists throughout the city, and in life, <laughs> um, but yeah, they really understand. Well, I mean, all human anatomy, they have to. <laughs> it's their job. Yeah. Actually, one of my hidden instructors just graduated with her master's and is now officially a PT. So, like, awesome. you guys can just reach out to her or my PT, Ray, like he was on an episode. But um, I think what I want everyone to like really take away from this is that you don't have to live with knee pain. And that if you are currently experiencing knee pain, you can totally take care of it. You can totally take care of it by seeing a doctor first and then getting prescribed PT. Or you can just do all these like tips and tricks of things that like what I personally do, what you do, Joanna, to treat and prevent knee pain. And um, what to do uh, when you do hurt yourself. 
and and I can do like a really quick breakdown of that and also foam rolling yeah foam rolling all the muscles surrounding your kneecaps that's amazing oftentimes knee pain just comes from having tight muscles that are pulling on your kneecap and the pain we're actually feeling is not within the patella or it's not within the the joint or the cartilage but the pain we're feeling is just because the muscles are so tight because maybe we like went from running zero miles to like four in a day and your quads are just like in hamstrings are just like tight and on fire and they're pulling and your IT band is literally just foam roll your quads, foam roll your inner thighs, foam roll your IT bands, foam roll your butt and your hamstrings and it all releases and then all of a sudden it's not pulling up on your kneecap anymore. So foam rolling, okay, so in terms of like injury prevention, do those exercises, um, you know, uh, in terms of like the nutrition, I, I don't even want to get into that yeah. territory. Yeah, because it's like there's actually no... Everyone talks about glucosamine, and there are no um, there are no studies that support that the glucosamine actually builds up the joints. I just recommend eating healthy fats so everything in your body stays stays healthy. Okay, so doing all those appropriate exercises, foam rolling, that's really great for preventing knee pain, and then strengthening. And I know these sound like my tips for everything in mm-hmm. life, but foam rolling, strengthening, stretching the tight muscles, and then. Um, strengthening weak muscles. It's amazing what that can do for your bones. At the end of the day, the human body is very uncomplicated. And then when it comes to if you do have an injury, it stem, chances are it stemmed from overuse, um, uh, inflammation. It came from some type of like biomechanical problem. Uh, maybe it's like a repetitive exercise, like you've been running a lot or you've been doing something that caused you to feel pain in your knee you can absolutely what I recommend is if you feel that pain take some time off give yourself like three days where you just like put ice on that knee and kind of get the pain down and then work on rebuilding the strength back up after a few days of letting whatever inflammation is going on get that gone and then go into a strength routine but I really feel like so many physical activities enhance quality of life and oftentimes people don't do those physical activities because of the pain they either currently feel or the pain they are afraid they will feel or they may feel if they do those things totally Mm -hmm. yeah one thing I was going to say is you know what doesn't solve knee pain is not um, doing doing nothing yeah Um, and that's the annoying part of all of this is it's like yes there is a future without pain for you yes um, there is a way to solve this that doesn't you know um, for many people, there is a way to solve it that doesn't involve surgery or taking a lot of uh, medication or things like that. However, it takes work. It yeah. takes discipline. Um, it takes putting in a little effort to figure out what's really going on, exactly. which might mean, you know, um, putting a little money into seeing a PT. Um, but um, if you are willing to put in the work, you can really improve how you feel, mm-hmm. um, which like probably could just be... <laughs> tagline for our podcast yeah seriously Um, but it's definitely true in terms of knee stuff or anything else um that uh where physical therapy is sort of the thing Mm -hmm. um if you find the right person and are willing to commit yourself to the exercises you really can make a difference in how good you feel and it's really worth it yeah totally and also wear good shoes that helps too Yeah, yeah that also helps too um wearing uh, like if you're walking around all day in heels that can absolutely hurt your knees but it's because it's thrown off your alignment and mm-hmm. you might be relying too much on the joint to move around that could be a, and then also just when running 
Um, you do hear people say like, oh, when I switched to a better pair of sneakers, I felt it. I didn't feel it in my knees anymore. And um, that could be because being in a different, maybe a newer, fresher pair of sneakers or a more supportive pair of sneakers, um, or maybe just being in the right sneaker put you into proper alignment so you're running with proper form. Mm-hmm. That's a whole separate episode. Everyone listen back to our running form episode and I can and I talk about how to run so that your knees are just like perfect the whole time and you don't feel anything in them. But wearing appropriate shoes so that your alignment is good and so that your so that your muscles are able to activate themselves and so that you're able to walk and move correctly without relying too much on the knee joint. And then um, and then just like a real quick thing, just eat anti-inflammatory foods, just like the salmon and the olive oil and the avocado and the turmeric, like you and I always talk about. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's like that, that only needs a sentence on this episode. Right. Um, well, I'm gonna do a takeaway. Mm-hmm. So our knees um, are a problem for a lot of people, but they don't have to be. Um, They are the joint that connects our thigh bone to our shin bone, and they also have a bone um, that's the kneecap, that's the patella, and then they have the ligaments that are holding the bones together and the tendon that connects the kneecap to the quad. Um, And uh, the uh, important thing for preventing injury is making sure that you are strength training um, so that all those muscles all the way around your legs are supporting the joint so that you aren't relying just on the little joint to carry um, to carry you um, throughout your daily activities. Um, and uh, so definitely strength training is super important. Um, if you are feeling knee injuries, um, or not necessarily knee injuries, but knee pain, um, definitely rest, stay off it for a few days and ice it, and then try to figure out what's really going on. If it's a tight IT band, you can foam roll it, um, if it is, um, you know, instability, you can do exercises to strengthen it. There are things that you can do for a lot of knee pain that will make it better. Um, and uh, seeing your doctor isn't a bad plan, uh, especially if you, like, try some of that stuff and it's not getting better. Um, and uh, we're going to have good shoes. We're going to eat our healthy fats and our anti-inflammatory yeah. foods. And I totally forgot acupuncture. If you have any type of, like, IT band or like your patella, that squishy tendon, if it's feeling kind of inflamed, um, literally acupuncture can fix that in like 30 minutes <laughs> and foam roll. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for um, giving a shout out to our knees, Daphne. Yeah, I love our knees. Happy knees. We all want happy knees. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna shaw Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, for help subscribing, and to become a patron and support us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Just One More Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Sorry to make you That's okay. this. That's okay. It's fine. Or we can not I'll just it. do, um, I'll just do it from the beginning again. Okay, yeah. sorry. That's I was fine. like, Listener, if this episode sucks, (laughs) it's Daphne's fault.
<laughs> on my phone. 